0: Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence!
1: Well, it is officially official, Cody.
0: Officially official.
1: Officially official. What is? America has continued to feel the burn. Nice. <laughs> so cool. Thanks dude um nice <laughs> can we just say a prayer yeah. real quick before we move on just say a quick prayer for joe biden oh is he done he's done right he's so done it's so sad because yep. like we heard all through 2019 all anybody could talk about was like oh well Joe's the only one joe's the only one he's the only one who can win he's the most electable this and that and the other thing and i'm like Dude's, dude's Joe Biden, king of the white people. Well, not king of the white people, but elder statesman of the white people. He's he no longer
0: king of the white people. He might have been.
1: <laughs> he, could, he didn't do 20% combined in New Hampshire and Iowa, two very big white people states. <laughs> well, let's
0: get serious for a second. Yeah. Iowa's a joke.
1: Yeah, no, it's it totally I
0: don't count. I don't count anything.
1: Well, I mean, the, Iowa's an important state. It just shouldn't be first. But here, I mean, I had a, from
0: this one in particular. I mean, this one was just so stupid.
1: I had a really good idea, by the way. I want to share it with you. Okay. Uh, instead of doing Iowa Caucus, then New Hampshire Primary, then Nevada, then South Carolina, just da-da-da-da-da, the meme that they're trying to do is to do caucuses or primaries representing the four, four vastly different areas. So you got New Hampshire in the Northeast, South Carolina in the South, Obvi, Nevada in the West, and then Iowa kind of in the in Central America the Midwest exactly just do them all in one night
0: do all of them
1: yeah, because like instead, so instead of like oh well you well the you know the candidate that appeals most to this demographic is going to do well in Iowa, New Hampshire, and that kind of sets the tone of the race, just do all four at once, so then each kind of not to say that all those four of those states are perfectly. Encapsulating of the demographics of the country, I think there are probably four better ones you could do, but still, the main idea is to hit different areas of the country different demographics all at once, so like maybe you do Washington and Nevada and South Carolina and New Hampshire and Iowa like do all those in one day, so they're all over the country for you know or maybe like do two on Thursday and two on Tuesday and three on Thursday or something like that. Because I think this whole Iowa and then New Hampshire thing where we just talk about it over and over again for a week after and then is not good for voters. I think they should just go and vote and then we'll see what happens. And then you take like a a month off going into Super Tuesday. Or you drop a little primary in there, you know, just as a treat.
0: I don't know. I mean, in theory, I can see where your idea is good, but it doesn't give the um, candidates any time to go around and talk to people. Sure it does. Well, if they're all on the same night.
1: Yeah. Well, like, are you talking like, your acceptance speeches? No, no. I mean, just, um, like, holding town
0: halls and things.
1: Okay, well, like, if they're the first primaries, then if you're, like, with this year, burnt, like, people were announcing in February of 19, right? So you have all those 12 months to hit those five, four or five states. I think that's possible. It's realistic. And, I mean, how I'm many not saying
0: do, I'm not saying you can't do. it, I'm just saying it's right. easier to be able to target where you're going to go. Yeah,
1: I'm sure they'll be like, oh, we have a better chance in Iowa, New Hampshire, and then some people are like, well, we'll be better off in Nevada and South Carolina. So like, they hit those more. But I don't. Know, I just think it. I think I just think it's better. Also, this proportional system, I like it, but it's also kind of frustrating because like, I feel like there should be a built-in rule where the, whoever wins the popular vote should get like. They shouldn't have the same amount of electorates or delegates as the person who comes in second. So, like, this time it was 9-9-6 nine, nine, and six with Bernie, Pete, and Klobuchar. But, like, it should have been 10-8-6. That's just me, though. That's just me picking nits, I guess. But what's your, what's your take from Iowa slash New Hampshire so far? How are, you, how are you feeling as somebody who's going to be voting in just a couple months?
0: Iowa was a shit show. I'm yeah. completely ashamed of the way that they handled it. Yeah, super I think it's ridiculous that they weren't able to just.
1: Yeah, super dumb. How hard is it to count notes? I know of in folks. Iowa. Well, think of it. You know, you voted. I voted. Who are the people that work for and do voting? <laughs> the old people. They're old people. Like Barb's got it. Like if you and I did it, we could get we could do Iowa in like two days tops. But they got all the olds and they take forever cuz they have to get their cataracts and they got the got to go take their 3 3 or 3 p.m. pill and <laughs> do a bunch of old people stuff and they got to make dinner at iHop at 4:30 so that's a whole day. Oh, day's over then. But no I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Um the boomers are really No, and I don't like that. The caucus was set up.
0: I don't like the setup because it just reminded me of our electoral system. Right. How Pete was able to technically win the state. Right. Without the popular vote, I think that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I hate that too. I think you should get something for being the winner. And like, if if delegate votes are the thing that counts, then they should like, you should give something, or the winner should win. You know. Like I don't like I don't and like I mean the whole do
0: it I mean if you're going to model it on our uh, our broken system, might as well just. <laughs> Give a hundred percent of the delegates to whoever wins.
1: I don't. I don't hate proportional. I think it's more because, like, you know, I think it, especially when it's come when it comes to choosing a president. I really don't uh, choosing a nominee for president. I should say, I still feel like if if let's just say if Bernie and Pete are the only candidates and they go through fifty states and Bernie wins every single state by 09 nine percent, and he wins all the delegates. Eh, I don't like that because it
0: was so close or yeah
1: no because like you you it's like you, you have nothing to show for it you know and like it's fine for sports i guess but that's a different beast if, i don't know i don't know i don't know i just but i still think the winner should should immediately get the most delegates that's that's dumb for him to tie in delegate count but whatever i think he's gonna do well in nevada and south carolina so I think so yeah, it seems to, like uh, Biden was his main threat. Like Pete is doing well in white people states, but
0: I don't know. Dude, that little rat is <laughs> doing good
1: in white people states. Like, I don't know. I don't think the people are really going to like him in Nevada and South Carolina. I think, you know, but I don't know. What know- are the demographics in there that vote? uh obviously nevada's latinx yeah nevada's pretty heavy latinx and south carolina is pretty heavy african-american i think there's still white is the is the dominant i don't want to say dominant race it's the most popular demographic (laughs) well to speak the truth (laughs) in a manner of speaking but not like you know and then yeah so like they're (laughs) they're way like i think the uh you're a
0: racist
1: (laughs) latin Listen, I'm I'm a self hating white dude. I don't I'm not nice. I'm nice. I'm friendly. I'm an ally. Uh, but like the Latinx and African American populations in Iowa, and New Hampshire were like combined under th- three or four percent. So it's gonna be a huge shift. And I think that only helps Bernie. To be honest with you, you think so? Yeah, and I don't know. I Joe's putting all of his eggs into the South Carolina basket, and I just think they're gonna be like. Do you dude, think if he loses
0: there, do you think he
1: will uh, drop out? I think everybody's gonna. I think everybody's gonna go till Super Tuesday, cause they're really Super Tuesday. Like,
0: that, that's when there's like a bunch. Yeah, of there's
1: primaries, like, right? There's like fourteen, I think, or something like that. Um, is the, is actually, New York on one of those? No, we're not till uh, April twenty
0: eighth. Well, I'm the. I can't vote in the oh. primary. Yeah. Not that it matters. Uh,
1: da, 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 Super Tuesday, twenty twenty. Oh boy. Alabama, Arkansas, Ca- California, that's the big one. Colorado, Democrats Abroad, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont and Virginia all on Super Tuesday. Wow. 13 about 1357 of the about 3900 delegates are going to be awarded on in a, in a, less than a month. So that's what like a third. Uh sh- 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 Yes, about a third, and then tacked and then tacked onto the four states coming before it. So it's just about it's almost half of total delegates. I know it's yeah yeah, but well, do you want the uh, half.
0: do you want the DNC to be like the uh, that one in that oh, show in West um, Wing West Wing where no. they all they try oh, to I know hijack that the
1: I know that if if. if and i and i don't mean to sound like one of those guys but it is it was it is it was certainly weird seeing the things people were saying last night but like if bernie doesn't come into the end of the convention with full support full support they're gonna take it from him they're gonna panic and they're gonna and biden's gonna be the nominee or something like that and at that point i would honestly consider not voting because that's <gasps> fucking bullshit no,
0: but for the one true candidate that you keep ignoring for some reason...
1: Daddy? Gary Johnson, 2020. <laughs> Gary Johnson. Right. I just don't... I don't care. And they're going to spend as, like, oh, it's electable... Like, but, like, if the person... I mean, if unless his lead is, like, 10 delegates or something like that, like, so, so small, it would just be ridiculous to not just be like, okay, well, he won, so we should probably just do this. And I swear to God, if Michael Bloomberg does what he... I think he is going to do and run third party... I'm going to blow my fucking gasket. I hate that guy.
0: Oh, he's he going to do a uh,
1: yeah, good old
0: bull moose party?
1: He's going to a, pull a Ross Perot. I feel like he's... He going to hit
0: me with a TR?
1: I feel like he's arrogant enough to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to spend 16 more million dollars on Anth. But, like, also, fuck you if you're making your decision based on TV ads. I don't know. Yeah, seriously. But I think he's kind of the perfect foil for Bernie. Like, he's... He's not so much the Joker to Bernie's Batman as he is Condiment King that he can just slap him around for being a billionaire. So, I don't know, I'm pretty down with that. But fuck, fuck Michael Bloomberg is my point. So, but before we move on to the next segment, uh, let's read a quick sponsorship from Bloomberg TV. Bloomberg <laughs> TV is... Vote no. Bloomberg. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, He's got yeah. my vote. No. Who does have your vote now if you had to vote today?
0: Oh, for just the nominee? Sure. Okay, we're going for who I think would be the best president. Yeah. For another reason. um, Because probably Bernie. Mm. But.
1: All me, right, but let me ask you, let me rephrase. Who would you vote, who would your vote for be for the Democratic nominee in terms of protecting the gamers? Protecting the gamers? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> uh <laughs> people keep talking about these out. different. He
0: dropped off last night. They people can. keep
1: talking about po- progressives and moderates and Latinx but vote and the African American vote, the, but the gamer vote is crucial to this election. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I just want everyone so to be like, I'm here to fight the, the billionaire class. Stuff. I'm going. <laughs> I'm fighting like for the game African American community. I'm fighting. For the Latinx community, fighting for the Asian community, and the gamer community. <laughs> that's what. That's I what know. I want. If he did that, he would win. Trump would give he would up. Get he a would, lot of, you would
0: get a lot of votes. <laughs> like just for the memes. Like that's a big reason Trump won in 2016. Was for the, that for the memes? He yeah. had the he had the internet behind him.
1: Because our society's so broken. you live in One could say that we live in a society. Let's not go that far. Uh, the Oscars also happened. Did you watch? Nope. I did. You know I didn't watch. What'd you do instead? Not watch. I don't remember what I was doing. So you doing just instead. sat there in complete silence? I was probably playing a video game. I don't exactly. remember. The gamers, as I say again. Uh, well, it was a good ceremony. It was moved relatively quickly, had a couple good memes in it pretty much any time they cut to Martin Scorsese and Billie Eilish was just gift gold. So that was very nice of them to to uh, be thinking of us. Um, lose Yourself kind of broke a lot of people's brains. So well, Why did he play it? Because he didn't when he won. He was w- hanging out with his daughter and doing other stuff. So they had him do it this time. I don't know. I still 20 don't understand years the later, I you don't can, get it. It's not even, no, it's not even 20 years later. It's not even like an, a good, like an odd, like an even number. It's not like, it's not even twenty. It's like sixteen or seventeen. So, someone who's just like, I don't know, maybe we just get M and M, M and M. Why? He's <laughs> he nominated. No. You see Steve what did. happened? But he won. What probably
0: happened was that they wanted M and Ms for the gift bag.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> hey, uh, Steve, did you prep those Oscars gift bags? And it's like, yeah, yeah, we got M&M. M and M, M&M? M M and M. You M&M, yeah, M&M? You, asked me to, you asked me to get M&M for the ceremony. No, we said M&M's, you jerk off. And it's like, oh, well, I have M&M on here headed in a private charter flight to, to Los Angeles, and he's going to perform. Fuck, he's already on his way. They're like, oh, God damn it. Listen, we can't be mad at you. You did a good job, but, like, that wasn't the job we gave you. Just listen a little bit next time, okay? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happened. It's so random, though. Like, I don't know. <sighs> Whatever. It was cool. And Marty fell asleep, so that's that's pretty funny. He Did just he like, fall asleep
0: during the song?
1: He like, well, they cut to him and he like closed his eyes and it just looked like he was asleep, but he obviously like he opened them half a second later. But I don't know. I think he was just, I think he just really likes Eminem and he was just vibing real hard. But <laughs> it was, I don't know, it was a good ceremony. It was fine. Nothing ever is going to beat the La La Land Moonlight thing. So we're all kind of just going to be waiting for a ceremony that that's that crazy and it's just not going to happen so I don't know Parasite
0: Moonlight won that one year right yeah ugh
1: yeah I think that's a bad I don't I'm not not, I don't think it's a bad choice necessarily but I feel like that's maybe and maybe it does I still feel like La La Land's people are gonna look back back at that as the movie of the year and like Moonlight's great but uh, I don't know if it has the kind of staying power that it may it probably should have but uh, but I think this I think this year definitely does I mean uh, Parasite. I mean, first foreign film to win Best Picture in the ninety-two year history of the ceremony is just crazy.
0: I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't blame them for yeah. picking the movie either. That was a good movie. Yeah, I watched good.
1: it. Yeah, I liked it.
0: I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't one of those like, oh, what the hell? Why did that one win? Like, um, the shape, of, of, like uh, most of them. <laughs> yeah, was, I almost forgot the name of the movie. The Shape of Water. Yeah. I was fine with that one. Like, I mean, it was good. I liked that movie a lot, but I mean, what, what else was nominated? I don't remember.
1: Hmm.
0: Anything good? Can you look it up, please? Look what up? Can we do an Oscar retrospective? <laughs> no, no. The last five years?
1: No, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't, I can't. Oh, well, Birdman's past five years, so maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck Birdman. Birdman slaps. Birdman's not good. And I, I know I'm alone in the podcast on this, but I'm standing by my guns because Birdman bad. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Oh, I mean, it's we're going to talk about it next week. I'm sure if I'm still alive by then. But um, the first trailer for G- Green Knight is coming. The trailer is? I yeah. just saw the poster. Yeah, no. Trailer tomorrow. So okay, excited. That's good. David Lowry, Dev Patel, Lise Vikander... It's going to be great. Um, but yeah, other than, and of course we also coming to Mars, we have the the new Bond song. is is being released. They're releasing it before the movie. They always do. It's dumb. They always do that though.
0: That's stupid. They shouldn't do that. But that's what they do. So you, want they you shouldn't.
1: But it's, why would you release it after the movie? Why wouldn't you build up anticipation? Because let people publicity. decide they like it first. But they're going to like it. It's a good song.
0: Eh, you don't know that.
1: They're mostly good. The last one was not good, but most of them are pretty good. I don't remember the last one. That was the Sam Smith passing a kidney stone, writing on the wall. It was awful. Oh. It was awful. They had a really good... uh, Do you like Radiohead by any chance? We haven't really talked about them.
0: Um, I, I... I don't hate them.
1: Yeah. Well, they basically... They asked Radiohead to write the song first, and Radiohead wrote one. It was really good. And then they're like, yeah, never mind. And then that's, like, too dark or something like that. So then they asked Sam Smith, too. Probably because he was, like, charting at that time, and he was, like, a big thing. And then and Radiohead was like, oh okay, and they just released the song, their version anyways, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, this is a million times better than the Sam Smith one. <laughs> Why didn't they release this one? Because the Sam Smith song is objectively bad. And I don't know. Seriously, yeah. if you haven't listened, if anybody out there hasn't listened to the Sam Smith song in a while, do, but don't listen to all of it. Listen to it enough just to remember how awful it was.
0: I don't think I'm going to do
1: that. Like, he's a fine guy, I'm sure, but... Ugh. I just hate his voice, <laughs> especially in that song. And he's like, oh, I wrote it in 10 minutes, and we used my original vocal take. I was like, well, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe you should, like, try. I don't know. Spend I more than... Uh... that. He already got money. I don't know. But he won the Oscar, so, like, nobody... He did not learn his lesson. So,
0: anyways. So, I don't remember the, the song that won this year. It was that Ellen John
1: song. Yeah, that was a good song. Um, I don't remember... Was that in the movie? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Cause I don't think I ever heard it. Yeah, I don't think I did either. It might've just been like, we're releasing a song. Cause I don't think it necessarily has to be in the movie. Like into the unknown obviously was, and that the breakthrough song I probably was, I don't know, maybe just tacked on at the end, but like, yeah, Bond songs are usually sort of in the beginning, not when anything's happening. It's like not a part of the movie. Oh, I just, know what it is. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, I just I didn't know it this time. Yeah.
1: It's a good song. It was a good song. Go Elton. Like Elton a lot. All right, let's uh, let's say we move on. Sort of the caught up on the current events of the last uh, few days. So let's uh, let's dive headfirst into the latest film in the DCEU joker Joker Mm. wait hold on it was completely mutual birds of birds of prey. no that's not what it's called joker it's called
0: hardly quinn oh birds of prey nice nice what's the name of it it's oh so quiet now that i cut ties with mr j i'm about to learn that a lot of people want me dead all alone and at the top of that list is this guy?
1: And so peaceful. Um, but it turns out yeah. that wasn't the only Damon Gotham looking for emancipation. You fall in love! <laughs> He's after all of us. The, the kid her. just robbed him. Say you betrayed him. You killed his BFF. <laughs> what? You are so cool. You never, and you're you dumb enough to be building a case against him So, unless we all want to die Very unpleasant death
0: We're going to have to work
1: together I guess uh, kind of right off the top I mean, Warner Brothers really needs to t- Actually pay attention To why some of their movies aren't working well I'm not saying a title is everything But a title is a lot And I feel like people I, I mean, I don't know anybody who's go, who opens up their movie app And is like, I'm going to go see a movie And doesn't know what Birds of Prey is by clicking on it but between this and Dr. Sleep, it's like, these are both good, quote-unquote, good movies that people are not seeing as much that have these really misleading and weird titles. So maybe don't be cute and just tell people what it is. Don't be cute. <laughs> like, I'm all for, like, I'm all for creativity, but I feel like a title isn't the place for it. <laughs> like, most movie, ninety and nine percent of movie titles are super simple. The Irishman. The Assistant. Uh do little like they're not like if you can have a clever title great sonic the hedgehog boom
0: you forgot joker
1: joker boom 1917 bad boys for life jumanji the next level it's like yes i know what those are those tell me the gentleman i know what every single one of those is about it makes sense great would it really kill your artistic integrity to call it dr sleep colon the shining or the shining colon dr sleep no yes would it kill you to not add the in the fantabulous emancipation of harley quinn to your title
0: no that was a dumb name <laughs> but just
1: don't because like it's birds of prey i don't i kind of know what that is and then all the way at the end the last two words are the di- name of the main character who's the selling point in the movie it's like just harley quinn birds of prey perfect the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. First of all, why? Fantabulous
0: is not a If you word. want to put
1: it on the poster, sure, but that's in the title. Like in Wikipedia, that's what it ha- that's what it says. <sighs> Whatever. Anyways. Tenet. Boom. T-net. <laughs> <sighs> I hate you so much. But anyways, uh it shouldn't putting, have been a moron. Let's With take the off
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> was uh
1: Announced. <sighs> t <T-net. laughs> Birds of Prey. Um. <laughs>
0: no, call it by its real name, please.
1: Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, Birds parentheses, of prey. and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn.
0: And how I stopped the... Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I fucked that up. You did. You did.
1: That's okay, though. Uh First keynote of the year. So, clap, 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 clap.
0: Did it really take 2 months for a comic book movie to come out?
1: Well, it took them like 4 weeks. Yeah, 2 months. No, 4 weeks. It was the first week of February. It's
0: still February's 2.
1: No. No, no, no. Uh, initial thoughts on <laughs> Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Colin. Um yeah, this is fine. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised that people are losing their minds over it. It seems.
0: Well, it's just it's one of those things I think where it's it's um all the other movies are just so not great.
1: All the movies out or in the DCU.
0: The DC the, so the last one so this is technically a direct sequel to Suicide Squad. Um, that movie sucked.
1: Yeah, bad movie. Um. So compared
0: to suicide squad: colon, Jared Leto was the joker uh, this movie's really good. it is, but I mean compared to a movie like 1917 and it's not so great. yeah know what I mean I mean it's fine. it's good popcorn movie, but
1: doesn't really stand out.
0: Yeah, there's nothing too special about it. I mean, Margot Robbie is fine, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead looks really good. Or Winstead, whatever her name is.
1: Winstead. <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean it, it, it. I mean. Yeah. So the so currently the Rotten Tomato score is actually it's actually fallen down quite a bit. It's only it's seventy nine percent now. Oh wow, it was like fresh. ninety-two when it
0: yeah. started.
1: Yeah, it was like ninety-two <sighs> with thirty some reviews, and it's at three hundred and twenty reviews, so that's pretty that's a pretty big margin. Top critics it's sixty six percent, so hmm seems i feel like a lot of people might have gotten to it late i'm just like uh, i'm busy with oscar stuff and gotten didn't get to a screening until this day or that day yeah they were smart um. but but letterboxd which i you know is probably not the best most reliable idea of what audiences think but i think it's the closest it's the best we have at this point uh it had 25 percent of its reviews are four stars 8% are four and a half, and 10% are five star. So, five? No, 25, eight, and five, and ten going up from four stars. Yeah, about so, five stars? That's ridiculous. Yeah, so 43% of Letterboxd people have this as four stars or above. Granted, uh, you know, don't trust the rating systems all that much. Some people don't just rate five stars, da-da-da-da-da. But the point is, audiences seem to like it a lot critics seemed to like it a lot but it's kind of fallen off the cliff a little bit um and i guess sort of the story has become box office and it's become you know pretty much that actually uh we'll talk about its place in the dcu later but i also think it's fine like i i I get i get why people love it it's it's very it's i mean and i mean this in the best way possible it is so gay (laughs) this is possibly the one of the gayest movies I've ever seen. And I really, really love that about it. Like black mask and uh, Mr. Zaz, or just all the kind of subtle little things. Like it's, it's kind of, it's the Mamma Mia of DCEU movies uh, or DC movies in total. And it's so, it's not self-serious at all. It is, it has an identity, It has a personality and it's, you know, it's directed competently, which you can't say for a lot of DCEU movies. Uh, Most of them? All but one of them? All but two of them? Something like that. I don't know.
0: Where are the two?
1: Well, uh, I'm honestly forgetting now what's in the DCU. Well, BVS slaps, obviously. Wonder Woman's fine, but it's directed well. Man of Steel's good. I think that's it. Everything else is bad. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Aquaman. Bad. Had that really one cool long shot. Remember? Nope. Oh well, there was one scene where it looked like it was one shot the yeah. whole time. Yeah,
1: but uh, I can see why people like it. There's things I like about it, but as a whole, I just didn't think it was all that good. And there are just some kind of nitpicks that I have on a directing and uh, writing and even performance areas that I just couldn't really get over, and that kind of annoyed me. And ultimately, I think I think this is one of the it's the movie, it's probably the DCE movie I wanted to love the most. And it also, and it's kind of along with that, one of the ones I'm more disappointed by. Because I feel like I sort of know what all of them are going for. And this one, I definitely saw that the, you know, to use my ratings, 8 to nine, 9.5 version of this. And I just don't feel like the movie really quite got there, which is kind of a bummer. But
0: What do um, you think, what's a, what's a 5 star version of this movie? Um, or a 10? Sorry, however you do
1: it. <laughs> well, I mean, I think 9, nine is more realistic because 10, nothing gets to 10 very too often, except last year where there were like two 10 movies, LOL. But the 4.5 version of this, I think, is got a better plot. <coughs> it's got better performances, and it doesn't have that weird, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe they just have a contract with some company, but all DCEU movie uh, effects look the same to me. They kind of have this like plastic kind of quality, like this weird. F- I don't know, this weird texture to their to their VFX. And this movie had a lot of them. Like you know, basically the scene that kind of jumped out at me the most on it, the scenes I guess were the ending sequence at the carnival thing, and then when she blew up Axe's chemicals. You know, or has that like kind of weird foggy, like smudgy kind of CGI.
0: Okay, yeah, I think I know what you're talking
1: about. Yeah, like and. I'm not the I'm not the person to really harp on VFX too often, but like when they're that, sometimes they just get my catch my eye wrong, and usually I try to just just ignore it. But this movie, so much of the, because you just can't, and I I'm, I'm, I'll, I've said it before, and I can I'll say it again is like live action superhero movies are just they kind of are beating for me a lot of the time because they try to retrofit the world to be. Gotham City or whatever and it just doesn't work because their cities are too identifiable like this was obviously Los Angeles just and you know you're almost better for not even trying to hide it yeah and yeah this just the way that they tried to blend environments just looked wrong to me like you could tell the street she was walking on was normal but in the background the cityscape was just uh, yeah like I said that foggy smudgy weird like not to say cheap but this movie cost eighty five to a hundred million dollars as opposed to two hundred or two hundred and fifty whatever make your effects so look it's, a little bit better yeah, it's not as good, but um, didn't even win an Oscar oh wait <laughs> no um and then some of the writing, I feel like this movie uh, uh, several characters were just not fleshed out at all, and they put all the focus on harley Quinn, and I don't think her story was quite strong enough, and it kind of tried to do the suicide squad thing. I mean, it's a much better Suicide Squad movie than Suicide Squad is, so I'll give it that for sure. But um, words, well, it kind of tries to do the same thing of like somewhat well-intentioned misfits team, the this and that, and you know, it did it better. Didn't do it great, but it did it better. And then some, the two performances in particular were just fucking painful.
0: <laughs> um, really, let me. Okay, I think I heard. Or I think you told me already, but I want to guess. It's the little girl, yeah. And the cop.
1: Yep. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't blame the girl cuz she's like 16. Yeah, she has the potential to be good. Yeah, sure. But like Rosie Perez, I'm I I'm sorry, I don't really know her very well. Looking at her filmography, yeah. Pineapple Express, Pitch Perfect 2, like she really hasn't been in much. Um, yeah, but, like, I don't know, maybe it was just a dialogue for her, but I thought she was just, like, the line readings were bad. Mm, that's fair. And, I, and also, like, I, I don't mean to be, like, the comic book, eh, it's not what it is, but, like, Renee Montoya, the whole, kind of the, half the bit of her, at least in my experience of reading various stuff, is that uh, the bit is that she is younger and that she is a little bit, her story isn't so much that she's been disrespected and like passed she's over because of her age, is that she's inexperienced and people don't take her seriously. And they and I like what they did here with having a cop who's a little older and who's obviously been passed over and has these people taking credit for this stuff that she did. I liked all that. I just I don't know. It, she it just seemed weird to have everybody in their twenties, to maybe mid thirties to younger, and then she's like IRL she's something like probably. Uh, 50, I'm guessing. And she just it up. Yeah, she's fifty-five. And that just kind of felt off to me. Um, And I feel like they were trying to make it that she was like in her 30s or something like that. And I just didn't I didn't quite buy it. Um, And then the kid was just I I hope she has a good career going forward. I don't know if it was something with her performance or how she was directed, but I thought she was just bad. And that's another thing, it's like I don't care that she's not comic book Cassandra Cain, could give a shit about that, but the things they changed about her didn't really make any difference to me.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: I don't know much about Cassandra Cain though. Like she was she's one of like the five hundred. She's one of the bat
0: was... bat Batgirls, right?
1: Yeah. Um Yeah. She
0: like... wasn't the the robin in dark knight strikes again right or strikes back whatever that one's called
1: returns, returns. No, that was, that's carrie kelly okay she was so. she's kind of like b-tier bat family you know like you like she's not like barbara gordon and stuff like that she's sort of one of the later ones so like she's like the tim drake of level like Ugh. tim drake tim drake sucks everybody knows that the Dick Grayson's cool jason todd's cool
0: well the, the problem with tim drake is that he's the one that never learned how to let it go right like, he became fucking Red Robin Ugh. after he quit Batman.
1: Lame. Lame. Yeah, it's no good. No good at all. <laughs> but um, He's
0: not the Robin. The Robin in the Teen Titans is Dick Grayson, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yes, he is. <sighs> Easy. Easy. Um... <laughs> also this movie's madness just kind of got to me for some reason like this and one of the most one of the things that people picked up on immediately one of, some of the first things i read on letterbox coming out of it is like they do this thing they do a lot of like and these were some of the funniest jokes actually of like when harley runs into people that are pissed off at her she like says name and then what she did to them and they're uh-huh. always like really really funny um uh, and one of them like i think not like somebody who pissed her off. It's like something she did that Joker didn't like was that she voted for Bernie. (laughs) Good joke. Good joke. Funny joke. Came out of nowhere. Didn't expect it. But, and this is a weird thing for me is like, one of the things that I don't like about pop culture references in comic book movies is that it immediately takes me out of it. And I kind of like to, and I, I like the idea that a comic book movie like the Avengers or whatever is in its own separate world where you know mickey mouse doesn't exist for instance and uh-huh. for this one to so intentionally be like she voted for like first of all why the fuck is harley quinn voting what does she care is car you think harley quinn is really fired up about medicare for all and canceling student debt like that doesn't make sense to me it's a dumb it's a good joke it's just it's just dumb and i can't it, help it's but-
0: dumb if you think about it too much which it's fair that you're thinking about it too much Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying because that does I I can see how that would suck someone right out of the movie.
1: And I'm not usually that kind of person to like, oh, well, this took me out of the movie because, like, you know, movies are movies. But that was just so out of left field and crazy. Sure. But not crazy in a good way.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, also, it it probably affected you more than most people because of just who you are as a person.
1: Right. Like you're highly political. I literally could not stop thinking about, wait, so is Donald Trump the president? And is he from Gotham City? Like, in Suicide Squad, or in Justice League, was like Hillary campaigning in Wisconsin? Or I guess she wasn't campaigning in Wisconsin. <laughs> was she like talking about Pokemon Go and hanging out in Cedar Rapids at the same time as Batman versus Superman? Like, I hate, I don't like that. I, I don't know why. It's, it's, Josh is going to hate listening to this and be like, Mason, you stupid idiot. And he's pretty much right. But it just completely, I lost my attention. And I just kept, my mind kept coming back to whenever I got bored or whenever I got disinterested or anything like that. And it's just, it's such a weird thing, connection to make. I don't, and why is Harley Quinn voting?
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> the real one.
1: Like, she's Harley Quinn. Also, not the best uh, depiction of Harley Quinn. Is that fair to say? Um... Is it fair yeah. to say that she and Joker are kind of a yin and yang and that they sort of, just like Batman the Joker, are yin and yang?
0: Now, Harley can work on
1: her own. I thought she
0: worked fine on her own in this. Yeah. Especially since her Joker, or er, her scumbag Joker is gone. Right. I cannot stand the uh, white trash Joker from Suicide Squad. I hate him so much.
1: Well, the fun thing about mo- th- about this movie is that it can't stand it either. <laughs> Oh yeah. That opening sequence literally in cartoons about what happened is they just pulled random Joker from whatever comic. It was had nothing to do with the Jared Leto version. It was just random Joker. Like we saw the Jared Le- Leto Joker briefly from behind in just mm-hmm. one of those random shots where you could like see his head and his shoulders and like part of his arm or something like that. But for the most part this movie says yeah, that Joker doesn't exist. We're just ta- we're just picking some random Joker. And <laughs> I'm just like, how's that got to feel how does that have to feel he was promised so much and he got all the tattoos and the grills and then be like yeah we're not doing that anymore and granted it's great i'm, I'm ha- i'd am much rather have a harley quinn movie than a joker movie at this point you know uh-oh Jared good Lito. thing we
0: live in a world where we have both
1: we live in a what
0: society yeah, exactly. uh, society i'm sorry exactly thank you
1: um yeah i mean this movie has absolutely no regard for joker or for suicide squad i mean the movie might like there was maybe one reference to suicide squad it's a, like she saved the world but like how does the suicide squad factor in
0: oh we'll have to see when the movie comes out
1: i don't know Ultimately, DC's messing with the timeline. I'm happy they are, and, like, continuity and stuff like that. That's totally cool with me, because the opposite is bad DCEU. But this is at least bad, interesting DCEU, and I guess guess that's a step up. Because, like, the DCEU of old would not have Ewan McGregor doing what Ewan McGregor was doing. Oh, my God, I love it. Black Mask didn't have much of a character, unfortunately, but he was a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I could watch
0: a whole movie with him.
1: And let me just i want to impress again so so gay <laughs> like he's the type of gay though he's the
0: type of gay that doesn't want to admit it <laughs> while Zaz was he, uh, he was totally for, cool with it yeah he was like high key getting jealous and stuff <laughs> like
1: like they were he, eating he, breakfast he's, together he's he full gay i don't rubs. i don't
0: i think Zaz is in love with black mask but black mask does not want to admit that he is a gay.
1: I wish honestly I kind of wish they explored that a little bit more. That would have made his character a more interesting. But he's sort of... I don't know. His his backstory is sort of just limited to very little Cereal exposition. Serial killer. Yeah. I mean, nobody but Harley really got all that much development. Um, And then, you know... Uh, but yeah, I mean, Ewan McGregor, not thinly written on the page but he's like a, a lot of the characters in this movie are thinly written on the page but they're i i'm forgiving of him and that that one in particular because the performance was so much fun and it was in a, a very committed performance whereas like with montoya or kane i'm just like eh, eh you're not giving me enough to really forget he didn't care things. that
0: he was making himself look like an idiot he was having fun
1: oh and i don't think he comes out looking like an idiot at all I think he, I think he comes out better than he was before because he, I mean, you you get you and McGreg- McGregor to do like the handsome serious guy, and this one he's handsome and terrifying and silly and goofy. That was awesome. Uh, and then, like you said, Zaz Chris Messina also a really good job. Zaz is not somebody we've seen often. I think he was in Batman Begins for like ten yeah, seconds briefly and he was in the video games and this is nothing like either of those things which is good and he's very scary and creepy and Christmas scene did a really good job yeah as did Margot Robbie and Black Canary who I kind of like from the comics quite a bit Uh, Journey Smollett-Bell which if you read really quickly reads Jussie Smollett which was kind of confusing the first time I brought this article up and she was good sure yeah the the scream at the end kind of took me off guard i didn't know black canary could do that i guess isn't that her whole gig i think that's the meme yeah i must have just missed that i thought she was i thought that was somebody else but apparently it's her it's kind of a bit of a deus ex machina but oh well it was into that uh, before i just thought it was like about how she could sing but okay um, you no, know, when she was like, your mom had that power. Oh, I guess I forgot that. Oh, well. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winston, though, she, of the supporting cast, she was probably my favorite.
0: She was hilarious.
1: She was funny. She was really good. Her backstory was, it was not, again, it was not very well developed, but it. she did get flashback sequences and stuff like that. But the story, her story itself, it's it's kind of godfather e like it's pretty godfather godfather part two of like getting revenge on the mafia boss who did this to your family and she goes away and lives in italy for a long time like hiding out and i guess you're right yeah and i mean first of all godfather one and two proves that that's a good story and second of all uh it's a good story for her and for that it just it explains pretty well i don't know if this is the case i don't think this is the case in the comics but it explains why she's the way she is and is ends up being intertwined and all that kind of stuff and
0: i don't even know who she is in the comics i'm being honest like what her gig is I, i don't know any good
1: stories with her in it yeah she was batgirl briefly and then she became huntress
0: she was Batgirl?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So I guess her story is pretty much from the comics. Except I thought, I, which kind of throws me off, because I thought the whole, because, uh, what was it, the the diamond belonged to the Burtonellis. I thought that was a Tim Burton reference, but apparently that's from comics. Oh, really? Yeah. So, that's a fun coincidence. Hmm. Uh, Also, there were rumors going around earlier that the reason they wanted to get the diamond was because Black mass dick pics were on there or something like that, which I was kind of bummed that that didn't turn out because that would have been really funny, but they went with, like, oh, money. It's like, he seems pretty wealthy as it is, but okay. Um, One of the things to this movie's credit that I really liked about what it did, um, it was, first of all, very... You can tell this was directed, produced, and written by a woman. It's got a lot of, like you don't really think about Harley Quinn drinking too much and almost getting taken advantage of and, uh, you know, something real to happen to that kind of a character. But I really liked how mm-hmm. they handled moments like that. And it was, it comes across as a very distinct female point of view, which is good for these because so many, I mean, when you compare this to the work of somebody like Zack Snyder, who's the most kind of like fake douchey macho director there is to this, which can is, can you
0: call on by his real
1: name? please Zaddy. Thank um, you. This is a lot more sensitive, and I feel like uh, just generally <laughs> smarter. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I just I appreciated that to see something written from a pretty distinct point of view. Um, and let's see, what else was I going to say? Oh, and I like I liked how even though the world doesn't really connect, I kind of like how, in parts at least, it sort of builds on the Gotham City mythology sort of like oh, so. establishing that there's like I like the fact that Black Mask has a club and that he is and that you know and it's it's kind of mafia like is that these different factions are kind of all pulling for power like it seems like Joker had Joker owns this part of the city and then Black Mask is on the east side but he oh, wants so to yeah they
0: got territory yeah, yeah he
1: wants to expand it's kind of Batman no man's landish, but I feel like you can adapt that pretty well to a fully f- totally fine populated city like that um thought that was pretty neat um and then uh, also i guess (laughs) i should say i laughed quite a bit uh mostly at the violence some of it was just ridiculous and cartoony like when she stepped on that guy's legs yeah i didn't like that
0: (laughs) there's lots of leg violence in this movie i didn't care for that it made me very uncomfortable yeah
1: i'm the kind of person i react to i react to like really intense violence by giggling like a child and yeah that's fair i did quite a bit of that like uh <laughs> and was I don't know if it was I don't know if the movie needed it I feel like a PG-13 in this version of this movie would have been fine but cuz it goes it goes hard R in some spots but then totally PG-13 in others like in that last gunfight there's no other than New Yeah, that right was pretty. That's pretty PG-13. It was so, so tame. And, like, there's these little pockets of this crazy violence, but it's not... I don't think if you if you took it away, I don't think it would be that... The movie would suffer all that much. But that's just me. Um, And then, obviously, Black Mask at the very end, when he got blown up by the grenade spoilers, was primo for me. Really... I
0: wish it didn't happen, though.
1: Really? Why? Because I want him. I know. I want more. But it is... It is a very much a... Uh, throwing up a deep three kind of performance for for you and mcgregor it's like i'm only gonna do this once so i might as well make it fun and ridiculous mm-hmm. so that yeah, well
0: while well, he still can
1: exactly uh other likes or dislikes for you
0: i mean just you and mcgregor <laughs> is basically my big like fair he's having a pretty good couple of movies
1: very good he is on a roll for sure uh how would you feel about uh were your feelings on the kind of structure of it how a lot of it was narrated and that it jumps sort of back and forth through. um i
0: mean unnecessary it didn't make the story like too hard to understand but i mean
1: i feel like i feel like that would kind of put you in harley's mindset a little bit because yeah, she's insane yeah i see that so she so, she's sort of all over the place just like we're meant to be
0: yeah that's a fair
1: yeah I don't know if it worked particularly well, but I, understood, I definitely understood the intention of, like, this is kind of, like, this is how her mind works. It's just, she's telling you one story. It's like, oh, well, hold on. Let me back let me back up. I got to tell you about this first. I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, they kind of do away with it at a point, and then it just becomes totally straightforward. But for a while, it's, you know, it's kind of fun to, you know, jump around and not be like, oh, well... Here's the third act monster kind of uh-huh. bullshit that we're pretty much used to at this point, and they were, I didn't I counted z- absolutely zero scenes that were cut short by a surprise explosion, so a plus movie as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, God, uh, Aquaman.
0: Music Aquaman's was a, art, and you just hate art, and I know you hate
1: art. I. Do you really like Aquaman that much? I don't hate it as much as you do. <sighs> oh God, that's torturous for me. It's mostly bad because James Wan made it. If it was made by like Why? Steve Johnson, I'd be like, ah, whatever. But James Wan is so good. Oh, he's
0: just—he's usually so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, like okay, I can't. That's fair. Like if you showed me Conjuring and Aquaman, and like this is directed by the same person, I would think you're crazy, and I don't like that. I like that in some spots, but not this one. He conformed too much to their style. I didn't really see much of his, which was a bummer. Um, but Kathy Ann, director of this, I feel like, I mean, this is her first movie, big movie at least. Um, I guess my, my main, one of my bigger things I'm torn on is like I feel like I know her really well as a director now. I feel like I know this, her sensibilities and what she likes to focus in on. But I also do feel like she was kind of buried beneath the DCEU of it all. And granted, that, so? that happens ninety five percent of the time, so I shouldn't really complain about it. But it it always still kind of bums me out. I mean, isn't
0: this think. like her second movie? I think it's her first. Well, she had like a short movie before, I think.
1: Oh yeah, she had a movie movie, movie called Dead Pigs in twenty eighteen. Yeah, and this and this is this is classic Marvel of like let's pluck this young um, director and just plop him in and you know have him direct a our superhero movie but we have pretty much all the control and they're you know sort of a gun for hire in that sense and i you know she, I, I think she did a pretty good job of getting her own stuff into there and asserting her you know ideas and the themes she really wanted to hit on in the moments and all that stuff but yeah like she's still just like wanted be really she felt like she was sort of crushed by the by the the overhead i suppose did and, she say that no, no, maybe she just, wouldn't say you're that. you just interpreting it. That's my inter- that- Like, Matt Reeves, that's not going to happen to him because he's at the point in his career where he can be like, yeah, I'm going to do it my way. And he's got the track record and this and that. And they'd be like, yeah, okay, well, this all right, sure? do whatever you want, Matt Reeves. But this feels like, yeah, Kathy, Ann, you have nice ideas, but we want you to do it this way. This
0: is, they probably had a checklist of things that needed to be in it.
1: But then again, they did, they did give an R, they did pass for an R rating. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. I'd like to be
0: but you think uh, that was her idea
1: i feel like that's the studio wouldn't want they wouldn't want to limit the market i don't think but i feel like unlike deadpool like you didn't i, f- I feel like people didn't really get coming in why this was rated r like i don't even think they released a red band trailer for it to be like oh well we were, we're rated r because we're going hard on this we and are went,
0: swearing
1: well yeah they did say they said motherfucker a lot that's true but like I don't know I, I, I feel like if you ask the random 10 people on the street what hey what are you, is Birds of Prey rated PG-13 or R probably 6 or 7 <laughs> of them are going to say PG-13 most of them would
0: say I don't know
1: I don't care yeah. <laughs> but like with Deadpool it's like oh yeah Deadpool's rated R like a, like a week before it started showing people knew that I don't think people really got it and that's maybe why has, has a reason why it didn't do so hot at the box office $33 million or something like that yeah um, other likes or dislikes for
0: you? Nah, nothing I can really comment on right now. I don't really know. No. I've largely forgotten about it.
1: Yeah. Definitely, it hasn't stuck with me as much as I thought it would. I felt like it was going to be one of those where it's like three days later, I'm thinking about the scenes I liked, but it's sort just of just it. fluttered away. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's it's compared to some of the other DCEUs, that's great. It's But it's it's just weird synth that... I like end up liking Shazam more than this when I thought Shazam was really dumb and bad. But well, Shazam was not that bad. I like Shazam. <laughs> I gave that I was way too generous with three stars. That movie. That's cute. That's uh, cute. Jackson or the the kid from It, Eddie, is the reason why that movie's worth watching. Him and him alone. Fair enough. But all right, uh out uh, birds of prey.
0: Um we're doing 10 stars or five stars 10 I out of f- 10 I forgot. um seven seven hmm. I drop it a hmm. four
1: and a half I think that's fair I was kind of mixed on it wasn't that bad yeah but
0: like I'd watch it again I wouldn't spend money to watch it again but I would watch it again
1: yeah I don't think I'll be watching this again uh how's it fit in the DCEU how does anything uh, fit in the DCU anymore? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's
0: pretty much <laughs> in the middle of the road.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Same for me. Jesus, It's ahead of Suicide Squad, Aquaman, Joker, and Justice League. So, you know, that's... It's...
0: You're such a pretentious person. Why? Joker mean- is a good movie. You're just
1: mean. <laughs> no. Yes. No, it's not good. I don't know. Tell that
0: to the Academy.
1: I know. Apparently I have to. What is wrong with you people? Joker bad. Joker bad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, the DCU kind of their MO going forward is like, we're going to see Wonder Woman's. I don't think we're going to see Superman anymore. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Like where how, where are you going to bring in it? Bring him in. How are you going to bring him in?
0: Henry Cavill's too good for them.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, so the Suicide Squad is next year, right? Yeah, I don't know. And then the Batman is it's it's, it's, in, it's in its own world, and I don't I don't I don't know what what their deal is, but it seems like they're all t- they're taking these properties and like just just like a tree branch, just like moving them over. Like, okay, we're over here now. We're not going to deal with the Jared Leto, but like Harley Quinn and su- the suicide squad, they're over here now. Bat, the Batman is completely different tree. That's not even in the conversation, but it's still within our purview. And mm-hmm. and then whatever, whatever else comes. But, um, I, don't know, I, I do, I do feel like the, the lack of understanding continuity is, is hurting them. And I think it hurt birds of prey a little bit. Whereas, and, it, and it's not like Birds of Prey is that level of good enough to break out of it. Because like Wonder Woman, because first Wonder Woman was so solid, it doesn't matter. Justice League, all that stuff does not matter. Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be huge because it was to some people at that like super strong caliber. And this has a good Rotten Tomato score. It's got a good audience buzz, but I feel like. I don't think Birds of Prey and Slash Harley Quinn has is at that kind of caliber where it's going to be a success no matter what. If, if, if they, even if they're able to make a next one based on the box office returns, I don't know. I, I really, You're going to have to
0: market it better at least.
1: Yeah, or, or something. But maybe the Suicide Squad will do that and like kind of clean things up. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't, but I, I also don't subscribe to the the idea that audiences are confused. I feel like audiences have an understanding of what, of what's what. They're just, I feel like they're just probably tired by it. It's like, oh, okay, so this is another, wait, so is this related to the joke, to Joker? Or is Joaquin Phoenix Joker in this? Or is Harley Quinn, I thought she was in the Suicide Squad. It's like, is that happening? It's like, no, but it's the Suicide Squad, but she's still in it. This other branch. And like I don't know, it's just so messy, and they just they need to just stop. (laughs) But yeah, give me a reset. Reset it with the Batman. Yeah, Margot as Harley Quinn is kind of too good to pass up, though. And I just if another well, they don't even have to get rid of
0: her. I mean, it'll be confusing, but who gives a shit? I mean, keep her as Harley Quinn. Yeah, make her a little less white trash and a little more normal, and (laughs) I think she could fit right in with this new one. Right. Not that I have any idea of what this new one is like, but... Right.
1: right. I feel like we'll have a a better idea of what's going on when The Suicide Squad comes out. But Wonderman's doing her thing. Batman's doing his thing. Superman is sitting in a waiting room somewhere. And uh, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Watching, reading, and listening to... What have you got, Code Red?
0: (laughs) I watched Parasite. Oh, yeah. They said it was good. Um, let me see. I don't know. I don't really do that anymore. Anything. (laughs) Um, I watched Dr. Sleep again.
1: Extended or normal?
0: Yeah, I watched the director's cut and made it better. Have you rewatched it yet?
1: No. Watch it. How much longer is the director's cut? Half an hour. Really, yeah. Oh shit! So how long is it now? Three hours. Oh, that's too long. Uh oh, it's way too long. Uh, I can't. Was, si- I can't watch a movie. What was for the? Three what was hours. the Irishman? Fucking four <laughs> and a half. That's the joke, Cody. I know. Irishman was three.
0: I think three forty-five or something.
1: No, 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 it was well. Uh, it, it was. It's actually three eighteen if you take out credits. Okay. But Doctor Sleep is too long. I can't. I can't with that. Uh oh. Uh, 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 uh. Causing listen, drama between co hosts. Listen, is Joe Pesci in Doctor Sleep? Yes. W- who does he play? The one ghost
0: who has the <laughs> head on it, or the, the gash, gash on his head. And he goes, Great party, huh?
1: <laughs> I don't remember that being Joe Pesci. Let me look at IMDb. Hold on.
0: It, it was uncredited.
1: Oh. What, what is it add? what is it the directors cut add? like is it is it a better movie first of all yeah it extends scenes oh so it's not too many new scenes just takes
0: from what out. I could tell um, it just it extends a lot of scenes it adds a couple of scenes like it shows her dad get killed which nice honestly yeah he deserved better than what he got I don't know why that got cut out I would just watch it
1: <laughs> maybe I <I'll laughs> watch it Maybe I'll watch it when I've forgotten what the original cut was like. We'll do a full cut comparison. no, no. that is interesting though that that and midsummer both got three hour cuts, two horror movies from last year. I'd like to watch that I heard its I heard it similar that it just kind of extends some scenes and adds a few more and just i mean I feel like mostly people have said that it it's a better version of midsummer, but
0: the That's director's the cut.
1: director's cut of Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Now that is going to be cool. It already is. It's four and a half hours long. Are you Fucking kidding me? No, no. I wish though. <laughs> God, dude. It's perfect as it is, Cody. As it is. Honestly, you're going to hate me for this, but like I saw it uh, a couple weeks ago, um, and anyway, in, in the in the probably the biggest theater I've, I've seen it in uh, in terms of screen size. I was like, you know what? i'm good i i've i've seen my irishman i've seen it in theaters seen it at home you know i can take a break and i'm like ah, i kind of want to watch that <laughs> <God>. <laughs> better, i know but listen if this is if if you knew the le- the next movie you saw with dom hall gleason was going to be the last movie dom hall gleason was ever going to be in his name is donald domo gleason whatever would you not savor it and go back for seconds and thirds and <laughs> I mean, fours I and fives wouldn't watch and it six as many and, times. and sevens?
0: No, I wouldn't spend an entire day watching it. But you just—I
1: I feel like you don't appreciate how much Joe Pesci means to me. I don't. I don't understand why. He is my favorite. Like when when we did like our top five actors, whatever, years and years and years ago, and he's he's probably number one right now really because he like when he when he's bad he's like whatever but when he's good he's just fucking awesome between I the home know. alones and all the scorseses and oh my god he's just the coolest i definitely don't want to watch it again but i just i, w-
0: I want to see why you think it's so good it's just, i don't remember it being anything special
1: well it's first of all it's it's pesci and pacino it's sure. the Ken- it's the kennedy's it's the writing it and honestly it's the runtime i love movies i love long movies that are really good and then why didn't you watch the hateful a extended cut because the hateful eight i I, well because i haven't yet but um such a such a phony (laughs) oh my god are you gonna are you gonna shoot me cody just like like I, he when, was la- it. when was the last time you read Catcher in the Rye?
0: Did I I hate the Catcher in the Rye? <laughs> I think that book is awful. Oh,
1: you want to hear something amazing? What do you know, Thomas Pynchon? I don't. You don't? Oh.
0: Should I? Who is he?
1: He wrote uh, Infinite Jest. I've heard of that book. Great. No, 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 no. That was um that's David Foster Wallace. Uh, He wrote. Uh, what did fuck did he write? Well, he wrote I know he wrote inherent in vice. Okay. Hold on. I know I need to know. I think he wrote Gravity's Rainbow. I
0: don't yeah, know what it, that is.
1: You remember that it, it, they mentioned it in knives out. It's like this really dense crazy book that everybody that nobody's ever read. Um yeah, he's basically he's like JD Salinger. He wrote one except he's written more, but like he's the the bit is that he's a recluse. Like nobody's seen him like Two pictures of him exist in 70 years or something like that. Okay. And two years ago? Yeah, I feel like two years ago, the New York Post or the New York something or other, they sent a reporter out. Like They kind of had an idea of where he lives, but they just could never, because he's in New York, and they they, they thought he was in New York. They weren't 100% sure, but they were pretty sure that he was in New York. They were kind of sure they knew where he lived. But, like, nobody's seen him in years and years and years. And on election day, they're like, you know what? This is probably the best chance we have to be right place, right time to get him coming out and to go vote. And they did. And it's, like, the third photo of him in 60 years or something like that. And he looks crazy. Yeah. He's, like, super old, but he has, like, this really long mane of white hair. It hmm. it's fascinating to me that he went this he went so long without being photographed or anything like that but anyways that's filed under the things that I find interesting that literally nobody else does but you know whatever it was just it's just so like nobody got any pictures of Salinger towards the end why not because he didn't want him to
0: ah, whatever that book sucks I'm saying it I mean it I'm sorry if you
1: disagree it's okay. I just sent you a picture in the group chat of him, all old and with long hair. Yeah, and icky. No, not icky. Just old. Icky. Like, look at that hair. He's got a little walker. Oh, he's so cute. I haven't cute. gotten the picture yet. Hold on. Okay, well, Thomas Pynchon, a photo exists. And it's also, like, I just love the idea that, like, I love the idea of real mysteries in the world, you know, and kind of for years and years, he was a mystery. Like, you know, sure. ever seen him. He didn't do any publicity. He didn't do any interviews. He was just writing and stuff like that. And this aura built up, like what does Thomas Pinchon live, look like right now? And yada, yada, yada. And he's just this old dude with like really long hair going to vote. I just love it. Anyways, that'll do it for us this week. Nothing really coming okay, up this gross. weekend. So we'll hope we'll try and think of something fun to do. Uh Maybe. What are you talking about? Um,
0: Sonic the Hedgehog comes out.
1: I'm not seeing that. I've decided. Why? Unless what? reviews are through the roof.
0: I hope it gets a 100% on not tomatoes.
1: If it does better than the Irishman, I will kill myself. I will be so happy. <laughs> it won't, though. It's going to be bad. You know that. Tell me it you doesn't... understand.
0: Listen, James Marston is in it.
1: I know. Jim Carrey is, too. So,
0: listen, it's going to be good. It's
1: not going to be good. No, that's not going to be good at all. But we'll think of something fun to do. Um, ah, James, Mar- James Marsden does deserve better, though. He should not have to be in a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. He should have been, like, a reliable, solid, handsome white guy actor for a few years. He was. Yeah, and then he stops. And then he left X-Men and did Superman Returns, and he's been... Like I saw him on the first couple episodes of Westworld, and I was like, perfect. He was really good. This is great for James Marsden. He is charismatic. He's good looking. Great. He can be a cool white guy lead, and then he's but he's been in nothing. It's been sad. Justice for James Marsden is all I'm saying. But until next time, you can follow us at underscore reflex on Twitter, leave an iTunes review, check us out on Spotify, send us email reflexpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, all right, time, I Kobe, will. Take it easy. Bye ou au revoir ou barracuda Bye.